0: And welcome to Bedtime Bible Boys with Brock, Trey, and Theron TJ. Thanks Thanks for for listening. We love you, Mom. And you too, Gail. Tonight we will be reading from Nehemiah chapter 7. Last night the boys covered for me and read pretty much all of chapter 6. We read about the completion of the wall, but more than that, we read about Nehemiah having a backbone for God. Not just a heart, but somebody who was willing to stand strong and stand firm, do the godly thing even when it could have been risky for him. And it challenged us to make the same decisions in life. When we have a choice to serve the world, or to fear and respect our Father, and stand for Him, that would obviously be the right thing to do. Tonight we will continue on. Chapter 7, verse 1. After the wall had been rebuilt, and I had set the doors in place, the gatekeepers and the singers and the Levites were appointed. I put in charge of Jerusalem my brother Hananiah, along with Hananiah, the commander of the citadel, because he was a man of integrity and feared God more than most men do. Why did it just say that he put Hananiah along with Hananiah in positions of leadership? Because they were men of integrity and because they feared or respected the Lord. the Lord. It says more than most men do. Respecting the Lord more than most people do may not mean that you're the most talented in a group. Right? There may be other people who can do the job better but it is nice when you just know somebody's character well enough to know how they're leading and what they're doing when you're not watching. That they're less They're the type of person that hopefully is less concerned about what the world's response is going to be to what they did and more concerned about what their father would have to say about it. it what it reminds me of is the instinct to lie when we lie to somebody like some say we did something bad and we lie and say no we didn't do that who knows the truth two people know the truth the two people who for sure know the truth um the lord and the liar yes if if you told a lie then you know and the lord knows but you're lying to keep yourself out of trouble right so that means you're afraid of somebody well apparently you're not afraid of god because god said don't lie so it's it kind of shows that you're actually you fear and respect the other person more (sighs) than you fear and respect your father does that make sense? Again, it's nothing to bear us in shame. It's nothing to make us feel like, oh my God, I'm such a, da- a bad person because I- I've done this. Or It's not that. It's just to help you recognize that your walk with Christ really isn't about making you just a little bit less sinful, just a little bit better of a person. Right? It's about you being a completely new creation capable of something you never could do before because you weren't living with spiritual life inside you. His life inside you wasn't guiding you. Does that make sense? Now, I will say this. No matter how close of a relationship you have with Jesus, you're going to sin. I'll even say that some people, probably everybody, may even lie. They may partake in that particular sin at times that's not a good thing and it's really not excusable but they you are going to sin at some point at some point you are going to sin but it's really about understanding what he's already done for you and living in pressing into that power letting that feeling of discomfort when you have sinned letting it drive you in a positive way it's not the type of discipline that tells you you're awful or you're terrible it's the kind of discipline that tells you i know that you are better than that like it's it's a different type of discipline so we don't want to let it get us all tied up in shame we just want to let it help us realize yeah i feel that because the spirit's alive inside of me i feel that pain over what i said what i did but it's not reason to be ashamed It's not a reason to lose heart. It's a reason to have hope. If you're not feeling a little discomfort when you do something wrong, that's scary. That means the Spirit's not speaking to you or you're just really, really blocking it out. All right, I'll keep going here. Verse 3, I said to them, The gates of Jerusalem are not to be opened until the sun is hot. While the gatekeepers are still on duty, have them shut the doors and bar them. Also, appoint residents of Jerusalem as guards, some at their post, and some near their houses. If the sun is hot, then is it early in the morning or later in the morning or day? Wait. So basically, he's just saying, hey, if we're going to open these gates and potentially let surrounding nations in who would like to get inside these gates and take us over, we're going to make sure everybody's awake. How Think of when you first wake up in the morning. Imagine if you woke up and you were immediately in a fistfight. You wouldn't be ready, right? If the other person was wide awake and you were you were just like, that's how you woke up. It would be better if you woke up, had some food in your system, you know, kind of had moved around a little bit and you were alert, right? That's basically what Nehemiah, what they're telling the people to, to do. In verse four, now the city was large and spacious, but there were few people in it and the houses had not been rebuilt. So my God put it into my heart to assemble the nobles, the officials, and the common people for registration by families. I found this genealogical record of those who had been the first to return. This is what I found written there. And then he goes through he goes through the names of families and bloodlines like we always talk about, and there's, there's a whole page of it. Skip all the way to verse 64. These searched for their family records, some of these last ones they said, but they could not find them. And so we're excluded from the priesthood as unclean. One thing you have to understand about the law is you could nobody could just be a priest. To be a priest, you had to be a Levite. There had to be there had to be some credentials in order to serve the Lord as a priest. We know that the New Testament we're all candidates to serve the Lord. We're all candidates to lead others to Christ, and we can all minister to people because the Spirit now lives inside of us. The governor therefore ordered them not to eat any of the most sacred food until there should be a priest ministering with the Urim and the Thummim. If their name wasn't in the genealogy, they could be admitted as a priest if the Urim and Thummim proved to be a Jew and a Levite. And I don't know exactly what all that means, so don't ask. And it tells how many the whole company numbered, it was over 42,000 people, how many men and singers? horses, mules, camels, and donkeys they had. It talks about all the goods they had, drachmas of gold and silver. And in verse 73, the priests, the Levites, the gatekeepers, the singers, and the temple servants, along with a certain of the people and the rest of the Israelites, settled in their own towns. So what this tells me is that even though they finished a big work in their life, they were still getting ready for the next thing. It's okay to rest, right? The Lord wants us to rest. But just understand that we've never really actually arrived in this life. So when we build something big and we do a big thing, sometimes it's easy to want to rest and then let our guard down. You know what I'm saying? And while we're resting, we have to make sure that our guard is still up and we're still thinking about what the Lord might be doing. And just having a a continual communication with Him, uh, a prayer life, you know, seeking out His face, what the Spirit might be telling us to do, just having an open heart to Him. Because we don't want to, you know, finish chapter of Nehemiah in Bedtime Bible Boys or finish the book of Nehemiah and then be like, you know what, cool, I'm not going to pray for two weeks because we finished a book and we did this big accomplishment and it's so good. Uh, that's, That's dangerous, you know. So it's okay to rest and take a break just when you're doing that. There's no rest... From our relationship with him. Okay. Well, that was longer than I planned to go. We're up against time. You boys need to go to bed. And so do I. I love you. I love you too. That was a good kid.